This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. Welcome to part two of this special four-part podcast. We're talking today about the second agreement. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, part one, I recommend you go back and do that so that you'll get the most benefit out of this series. But here in part two, we're talking about the second agreement in the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, Strongly recommend you pick up this book, of course. It is a wonderful read, very short, and also very accessible. Uh, I found my copy brand new on eBay for about $3. So if you look for some bargains, you can certainly find them out there. The second agreement uh, is do not take anything personally. Now, remember, these four agreements are four statements that you are basically adopting as a part of your personal philosophy. So the first agreement was to be impeccable with your word. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. This was uh, really something that I had already been exploring under um, the heading of secular Buddhism. Uh, If you're not familiar with Buddhism and some of the basic tenets, um, there are really two principles that I think speak to this idea here. And and again, these were things that I had already been exposed to that when I read the Four Agreements, sort of just it solidified uh, in my mind. The first concept in Buddhism is the idea of impermanence, that nothing is really permanent, that even the universe is not permanent. Um, It's not fixed or static, but it's constantly changing and evolving. Of course, we know as humans that we're impermanent. You know, all of us will die. Even if we live to be 120 years old, eventually our life comes to an end. And that's also true of our circumstances. It's true of our friends. It's true of nations, of countries. Um, In some cases, you know, Uh, it's true even of religious concepts and religious ideas um, that they sort of come and go. And so in thinking about impermanence, when I read this second agreement, which is to take nothing personally, um, it it really helped me to understand what Don Miguel Ruiz was saying here. Because the things that people say to us or, or that they do to us, there are these impermanent sort of fluctuations. And and what I mean by that is that if you look back, you will find uh, that one event leads to another that leads to another that leads to another. Like looking back at, you know, a, a string of dominoes. When you keep looking back, you say, well, what caused this? And what caused this? And what caused this, right? That person who is saying something ugly to you or doing something awful to you, If you look back, there's this domino chain of things that have preceded it. So when you look at somebody who's mistreating you, you can look back and you can see all of the different causes that ultimately led up to this point. And and the Buddhist philosophy would say that you can you can keep going back essentially forever. Okay. And this is not in you know, not to get into philosophy uh, or anything like that. Um, you know, if you've studied any of that you might be familiar with the idea that there can't be an infinite regress, that there can't be an unlimited number of past causes um, because we would then never get to the present moment. But 
so that I don't lose too many podcast viewers here by digging into some some uh, some very deep um, philosophy there. The idea here is that there's a long string. It doesn't necessarily have to be infinite, but there's a long string of things that led up to the person saying or doing whatever it is that they said or did that affected you. So it's not really about you, but we tend to personalize everything. Like somebody's rude to us and we tend to personalize. Like everybody's rude to us. I, I must just, I must not be a worthy person because, you know, nobody ever treats me right. My mother never t- treated me right. My, my father never treated me right. My siblings and no, in my entire life, people just don't treat me right. right? We can internalize that all because somebody stepped in a puddle on their way out to their car and then got caught in traffic and they're in a bad mood, so they say something rude to you. But you take it personally and it becomes this whole thing. It starts to shake your identity about, about who you are and you start to tell yourself this, this kind of story perhaps. And that might be a bit of an extreme example, but um, you know that's really the way I think of it. We, we tend to take things so personally because we live in our own heads, because we are, we are us, we are ourselves, and we tend to think that people are focused on us, that it's about us, and so we interpret the events from our own perspective and from within our, our own head, okay? So the second principle of Buddhist philosophy that comes to mind here, um, we've talked about impermanence. The second um, principle is that of interdependence, okay? The fact that you know, basically, in one way or another, everything is connected and everything depends on everything else in the universe. The idea is that the universe is like a spider web. You know, if you see a spider web, if you ever, if you just move one little piece of that spider web, it ripples throughout the entire web. It moves the entire web. It's like maybe, you know, growing up, if you knew anybody who had a waterbed, I thought those were so cool when I was a kid. And you jump on that waterbed and it's like the entire bed would move. If anybody else was on the waterbed and you got on it, they were going to feel those ripples. They were going to be affected by it. And so the Buddhist idea is that, you know, everything is connected in this way. And so why is it if everything is connected that we try to draw these particular connections? Like this person was mean to me because I'm not a valuable person. Well, like I said, no, that person might have been mean to you because they're a jerk. (laughs) That person might have been mean to you because somebody was mean to them. That person might have been rude to you because their whole world is collapsing right now. And the only bit of control that they have is to be mean to somebody else. And I know that might sound ridiculous, but that's reality, folks. That's the universe that we live in. But for whatever reason, we want to interpret directly this sort of cause and effect chain uh, from them, from that other person to to us, to ourselves. And it doesn't really work like that. The universe is much more complex. So this idea of not taking anything personally, I think it's come into full view for me based on understanding impermanence and understanding interdependence. And uh, I want to read a, a, an excerpt here from the book. Don Miguel Ruiz says, whatever people do, feel, think, or say, don't take it personally. If they tell you how wonderful you are, they are not saying that because of you. 
You know you are wonderful. It is not necessary to believe other people who tell you that you are wonderful. Don't take anything personally. Even if someone got a gun and shot you in the head, it was nothing personal, even at that extreme. So when I was reading this, I was starting to think, wow, that, that is extreme. And, and is it really true? Is it true that really nothing is personal? And what I did is I, I just sat down and I, I started thinking about some scenarios like uh, the author brings up here. And even in the most extreme examples that I could think of, I agree with the author. Even in the case of something as extreme as murder, it's not really personal. It's not really about me. You understand? You say, well, no, you know, somebody did something and that caused them to, to be the victim of a homicide. You know, let's say that a man slept, you know, with, with another man's wife, right? Adultery. Okay. And you think, well, no, that was personal. The husband found out, he went out, he found the lover, he shot him. He, you know, he killed him, right? That was personal. Well, no, it really wasn't personal because there are plenty of people out there who find out, and this is unfortunate, but it's true. There are plenty of people out there who find out that their spouse or significant other is cheating on them and they don't go out and find the person that was cheating on, uh, you know, that, that was cheating with their spouse uh, and kill them. So what we see in that example is that it's the same circumstance, but people can respond in different ways. So let's look at a less extreme example, Okay so that we can just kind of understand the concept. Isn't it true that you can say something to one person and, and they're not offended at all? They don't take any offense to it at all. And let's say that you're not even intending offense. So you say something, you're not intending to offend the person, and they're not offended. Isn't it true that you could go and say that same thing potentially to someone else and they would be offended? Okay. The idea here is that it's not really personal. It has to do with that other person and how they interpret and choose to respond to you. You see, you can say something that does not offend a large number of people, but at the same time offends another large group of people. And what this shows us is that people's responses are not within our control. You know, often we want to blame people. We want to say, well, they shouldn't have said that thing. But this is really nothing more than that old, very unfortunate cliche of the man who abuses his wife. And he says, you know, something like, why do you make me hit you? Right? Why do you do this to me, woman? Why do you make me hit you? We all know that that's complete and utter garbage. That that, that, that woman is not making that man do anything. He's just a sick and twisted individual who probably, by the way, has a, a, a past of abuse and probably not a great, probably not a great history behind him, right? Doesn't excuse his actions, I don't think. I want to be clear on that. But, but that's, things are, things are a little more complicated than we see, than we see on the surface. But what I'm saying here is when we blame other people and we say, well, no, they made me do that. Okay. That other person made me so angry. Is that really true? Did that other person actually make you angry? No. You got angry because of what they said. Well, but that was their fault because if they hadn't said that thing, I wouldn't have gotten angry. But 
We've already established that not everybody gets angry when people say things. So just because you got angry because that person said that thing, did everybody get angry? Is it possible, even if not in the real world, is it possible that somebody out there could not respond in that way, not get angry when confronted with that same stimuli, that same thing? Yes, it is possible. It happens all the time. Okay. There's a story that my dad told me uh, years ago, and um, and it stuck with me because um, I just think it's a really good example of how we cannot control how other people interpret our words. So my dad apparently was uh, going out, I believe, with some coworkers this many, many years ago, and uh, probably in the late 70s is, is my guess. Dad, if you're listening, you can correct me, Okay. But I think it was sometime in the late 70s, probably. And my dad was going out with some co-workers and they were all in the car. And and I don't know if they were getting ready to head out or they had uh, gotten to the, wherever they were going, a local restaurant or bar. And when they got there or they were getting ready to go, my dad said, all right, boys, let's go. And there was one gentleman there who is African-American and he pulled my dad aside and he was upset um, that my dad, who is white, had called him or lumped him in that category of a boy. That was offensive to him. And when you understood his history and his past, when you understand the history and the past of segregation and and, and slavery and injustice that followed here in the United States, you start to understand why he had that reaction. But the point is, Nobody else was offended that my dad had said, okay, boys, let's go. But this gentleman was offended, and he was offended because of his past. You see, it wasn't really anything personally. My dad didn't have, he didn't intend any, well, his words weren't said with any ill will or or ill intent. And yet they affected someone in a negative way. You see, we can't take that personally. My dad learned from that experience. He learned that there were people out there who had had diverse experiences, uh, very different from his own, and that was an important lesson. But it was not his fault, and, and he did not and should not have taken it personally that this gentleman was offended by what he said. I remember when I was in third grade, I had just learned the phrase, uh, beats me. And, you know, I probably learned it from a cartoon or something. Uh, And I really wanted to use it. You remember when you were a kid and you learned a new word or a new phrase and you were like, you were just dying for the opportunity to use it. And, you know, sometimes you weren't sure if you were using it correctly or not. And so my teacher, uh, she asked me a question. She said, you know, Cody, do you know such and such? And I said, beats me because I understood the phrase to mean I don't know. Well, my teacher she, she got really mad all of a sudden, and she said, don't ever speak to me like that again. That is rude. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I genuinely thought, I didn't know this was a bad thing to say. But my teacher felt disrespected by what I had said, okay? I could go on and on with examples, but I think you get the idea, okay? We should not take things personally because we have no control over how other people will interpret what we say. So then, does that mean that we should say whatever we want to say? It doesn't really matter. People are going to interpret it however they want, so we should just do whatever we want without any boundaries or limits or anything? Is that what you're saying, Cody? Well, no, that's not what I'm saying, because remember, the first agreement is to be impeccable 
with your word, to choose your words very carefully and wisely. Um, a very wise woman once told me, and this was years ago, and, and I have tried to live by, by her advice. She said, never use your words to harm someone or to hurt them, but you can't control whether or not someone will be harmed or hurt by your words. And that's why in the Bible it says, speak the truth in love. And I think that's a good principle to live by. Speak the truth in love. We don't speak the truth. We don't, we're not impeccable with our word in the sense that we don't care and we're just blunt and we just say whatever comes to, to our mind all of the time. That, that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is with a pure heart and a clean conscience, we're being impeccable with our word and we're understanding that no matter what we say and how people respond to us, it really is nothing personal. It's nothing that's within our control. It's about that other person. And likewise, the words that we receive from other people, they're not really personal either. And the distinction here, uh, not the distinction, but the, the special note that Don Miguel Ruiz makes here in the book that I love is that this is not just bad stuff. This is when people tell you good stuff as well. When people are really praising you and telling you how great and wonderful and awesome you are. You shouldn't take that personally either. You know, you shouldn't take it personally when people say negative things about you. You also shouldn't take it personally when they say really positive things about you. Why? Because it's not really about you. It's about that person's experience of you. And one person can experience you in one way and another can experience you in a totally different way. And I see this all the time as a school teacher that I have certain students who have this view of me uh, you know, that I'm, that I'm fair, that I'm kind, that I'm a good teacher. And I, I like that. That's who I want to be. But then I have other students who do not like my teaching style. They think that I'm rude, that I'm abrasive, that I'm not a good teacher. And so what's the truth? Which teacher am I really? Well, I'm both, right? Because it's how people are interpreting who I am. So I can't take it personally. If I get a good review or a bad review from a student or from a colleague, or an administrator, my boss, my superiors, I shouldn't take that personally. I should consider it. It should be within my consideration to, to thoughtfully consider and reflect on the validity of the statements that are being made about me. But I shouldn't take it personally, okay? I should understand that it has much more to do and to say um, with and about the person who is doing that action or saying those things to me. It has more to do with them than it has to do with me. So the first agreement was be impeccable with your word. The second is do not take anything personally. Hey, as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and your success. I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow for the third agreement. I hope that you'll tune in. And I also hope that if you enjoyed this podcast, you will subscribe um, and stay plugged in. Drop me a message. Let me know what you liked, what you'd like to hear me talk about in the future, perhaps. And I really look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening.